Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Champagne bottle popping happening for Rajim Seabrook on New Year's. Are you champagne guy? No. <laughs> what do you got? What's your like Christmas and New Year's traditions? Uh, Christmas, usually nice dinner with the kids, nice. open up the stockings, yeah. Yeah. and then the next day presents. Nice. Um, a hearty breakfast, usually with a lot of syrup. French toast this year, for sure. Yeah, yeah, nice, I nice. might do stuffed French toast. A little ooh, mascarpone, a little ooh. cream cheese. Do a little uh, fruit compote. Put it in. French toast. Bacon. Let's go. New Year's? I don't know, man. The last couple of New Year's, I'm usually, like, done by 930. <laughs> like, I've, I've literally, like, passed out well ahead of time. Um, I don't know. For me, it's... I'm... I'm I'm good. My father taught me many, many, many moons ago that like there are just certain holidays where people have premeditated reasons to not be cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. New Year's, Fourth of July, St. Patty's Day. When people have excuses to act like fools. So I like to, you know, I like to I like to be premeditated excuses to not be cool. I'm stealing this. Uh royalty checks, you know where I live, <laughs> drop them off by the bucket. Um, so I just, I don't know. I'd rather just be at home and watch like old school TV marathons and watch football, college football and wear thick socks and sweatpants and just chill and not have to worry about premeditated fools. Yeah. Yeah. I got a wedding on new year's this year. So that'll be oh, cool. Yeah, That's kind of, I've never done this before, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and neither have they. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a first for everybody. <laughs> That's exactly right. Nuana's now welcome back. This evening in the first hour of the show here on ESPN Radio or SWX Montana Television or on the ESPN MT app. We talked some Grizz hoops, some Bobcat hoops, some National Signing Day, analyzed the in-state recruiting battle, and gave you a history lesson. All of it on the Nuana's Now podcast, probably presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. It's time now for our ESPN Roundtable. <laughs> it's presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. I was at Paradise Falls last night watching the Grizz game. Had myself a, a chicken quesadilla. It was quite delightful, quite delicious. And uh, appreciate Paradise Falls for their continued support. Last week, we did, gave our top 10 storylines from Big Sky Conference uh, Sports from the 2022 year, except we only got through half of them because, of course, we did. I was just rambling and ranting like always. Uh, so just quickly to review, and this is no, there's no scientific or systematic really uh, ordering to all of this. It was basically just, you know, off the top of my head. But I had number 10, Idaho football back in the FCS playoffs for the first time since they've been back. The return to relevance for Idaho is a good thing for the big sky. Number nine, I had the retirement of two uh, stalwarts in the Big Sky Conference in men's hoops. Randy Ray at Weber State mm-hmm. and Brian Katz at Sacramento State. Coach Ray had been there for 16 years. Coach Katz had been there for 14 years. So that was sort of a, a changing of the guard in the Big Sky Conference. 
Number eight, I had sort of the dichotomy between the old and the new and the big sky for women's hoops. Trisha Binford, been at Montana State for 18 years. John Newley and Seton Sobolewski been at Idaho and Idaho State, respectively, for 15 years. And then he also had five, count them, five first-year head coaches last year in the big sky, including Brian Holsinger right here at Montana. Number seven, I had the continued domination of Northern Arizona's men and women's cross-country teams. Uh, for the third season in a row and the sixth time in the last seven years, the NAU men's cross-country team won the NCAA National Championship. So very, very impressive. And uh, the women continue to make waves as well. And the NAU women are led right now by a young lady from right here in Missoula, Elise Stearns, who's been outstanding. She's been an All-American in cross-country. She's also one of the top uh, distance runners there for the NAU team. And so Hellgate continues to produce great uh, track athletes. And uh, they've had a couple of young ladies that have gone down to NAU and had great success and that's continuing right now with Elise Stearns. And then number six, I had just the variety of track and field stars from Montana, particularly those running at Montana State that uh, competed at the highest levels of track and field this last year. You had Duncan Hamilton, Lucy Corbett, Drake Schneider, Cantor Coverdale, and Levi Taylor all went to the NCAA National Meet as well as competed in the United States Track and Field Championships. That's the best of the best in the entire country amateur and pro so Mm. pretty cool for those college students to be competing at that high uh of a level so that's where we left off with our top 10 and now we'll uh, have the the top five of the top 10 so number five on the uh best most memorable big sky conference storylines of the year how about a couple record-setting grizzlies robbie hauk university of montana all-american safety he set the Big Sky Conference's all-time tackles record. And Malik Flowers, now peerless among uh, Big Sky Conference peers, or at least uh, at the top of the list, tied with Rashid Shahid of Weaver State for the most kick returns for touchdowns in a career. He had seven of them, including a couple this year, a very memorable one uh, in the FCS playoffs to spark a great comeback against Southeast Missouri State uh, for Montana. What do you think of those two records, Raj? I love Robbie Houck's, um record. And the, when he broke it, he got popped in the face. Like, didn't even know he broke it. <laughs> he's yeah. sitting on the sideline just, like, doing his job. And then he's like, oh, yeah, by the way. I, I think what a what a great way to end a very, very um, beautiful and long career. And then I, I just want the – I wanted the ball in his hands more. For sure. Um, I just think that he had so much – Potential that it did not get tapped into, sure. but what a great career and what a and, and what a great um, thing to keep under the cap and in the back pocket um, going forward. For I, these young I men. always thought when uh, Malik Flowers, when the Grizz last year during the 2021 season, when they had this plague of injuries at the running back spot, mm-hmm. Marcus Knight's out with a knee injury, Nick Ostmo is on the shelf with a lower leg injury, and, and you're basically relegated to playing guys like Junior Bergen a converted wide receiver at running back. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they didn't give Malik Flowers a shot back there. I know he's six one, so he's not the typical running back frame. You know, and he runs like a receiver, not a running back. And you know what I mean when I say that. But still, I mean, dude runs 4-4. And I just feel like if you can have the vision to return a kick, you should have vision to be able to uh, run through the line of scrimmage. Debo. Debo Samuel, exactly. Debo. I watch football on Sunday just like all those... You're going to tell me you can't make a package for that young <laughs> Debo? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, 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 th- I I wish that uh, 
Malik Flowers would have got more offensive touches than for real. But uh, I think just his his pure elite skill of being able to return kicks is going to get him a shot on Sunday. I think the thing that will hold him back from the NFL is that he doesn't really have a true position to play on an NFL roster because he is a long ways away from being an NFL receiver. I don't think you can just go pick up cornerback no. and, and play at the NFL level. Not even close. No. But maybe he's good enough as a kick returner that somebody gives him a roster spot. We'll see. Hey, you know, about six, seven years ago, people were saying the same thing about Mark Mariani. It's true. Mariani had such unbelievable receiving stats, too, though. He did, but Big I mean, Scott... He got 29 touchdowns. Oh, Flowers I, I, got I'm, only I'm, a couple. Right, but he also he also started on a full-ride scholarship playing tennis coming out of Havre. Yeah, true. And if you would have said where he is today, where he was back then, people would laugh in your face. Well, I think Rashid Shaheed, who Flowers is tied with for the all-time Big Sky and FCS records out of Weber State, he is now making serious waves with the New Orleans Saints. I think he scored four, maybe five total touchdowns this year. Yeah, he's pretty good. He was sort of a, a very uh, middle-of-the-road Big Sky receiver, mm-hmm. but an elite kicker turn just like Flowers, and now he's in an NFL system. I mean, he scored a rushing touchdown. He scored two receiving touchdowns. He had a return touchdown the other night for a score. So that's sort of the mold I think Flowers needs to model himself after. I put up the same stats on Madden last night. Let's go. (laughs) Two on us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Number four Big Sky Conference storyline of the year. Sacramento State going undefeated in league play for the second year in a row in football and winning a league title for the third year in a row. There's, there's always going to be haters when it comes to Sac State because they're mm-hmm. sort of outside of the Big Sky Conference. Um, they're not a founding member. They didn't join the league until 1996. They're in one of the biggest metropolitan areas in the in the west on the West Coast, and also the biggest metropolitan area of any school in the Big Sky by a long shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only other really comparable one is Portland, but Sacramento Sacramento is about three times the size of Portland, mm-hmm. in, in, just in terms of pure number of people. And, and so, you know, Sacramento State's just not a lot like Montana, Montana State, Idaho, Idaho State, Weber State, the traditional inner Rocky Mountain, you know, powerhouses, char- charter, big sky conference right. schools, right? They also get hardly any media coverage. I mean, I, I think that, you know, the, the Sac State guys that appear on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast on Skyline Sports are about the, the extent of the amount of media coverage that they're getting because they're, you know, they're behind 11 other Division One football programs plus, you know, Multiple pro teams and no, the Sacramento Bee has thirty different <laughs> things to cover before they cover Sacramento. And State some football. really good high school, great high school. I mean, great high school. Central Valley has great high school sports. So, um, I think that lets the haters sort of run when, when it comes to Sac State. Mm-hmm. I also think the fact that their head coach, who's now headed to Stanford, Troy Taylor, he comes from outside the Big Sky Conference fraternity. He's not part of this sort of tree. You know, group of good old boys that keep on trading jobs around, and right. you know, it seems like more often than not, the next Big Sky Conference head coach is a guy you already knew about, you already heard of, who worked here or worked there, or has coached with or against everybody in the league. Troy Taylor mm-hmm. was completely outside of that fraternity, stepped in and whooped all their butts for three years in a row, and it's just it's fascinating. I know Sac State only had the one playoff win, but I do think that. If you would have told me or anybody before the 2019 season that this first-year, first-time college head coach was going to come into Sacramento and he was going to go 23-1 and against Big Sky Conference opponents over the next three years, go undefeated in the league two years in a row, 
and be the Big Sky Conference champions three times in a row. You'd still be laughing. Nobody would have believed that. Nobody would have believed that. It honestly could have been the number one story of 2022 uh, just because it was so, so sort of uh, un- unorthodox. But uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where Sack goes from here now. Andy Thompson, a guy with talk about the fraternity, a guy from the you know there's another one played at the University played of Montana, here. a life coach in the Big Sky. You know he's at NAU for more than a decade, and now he's been at SAC for the last three years. We'll see what he can do, but uh, I think that because Troy Taylor is not part of the fraternity, and also because he did it in such an unorthodox way, mm-hmm. I think everybody's happy to see him leave, only because. Nobody could beat him. <laughs> They're all happy to see him go because they didn't have any any formula to figure out how to beat this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's almost like Deion Sanders of the Rocky Mountains. That's well, right. once removed and now here. Yeah, it, very interesting. Uh, ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls located 3621 Brook Street, Missoula's coolest hotspot. My number three storyline on our top ten countdown of the uh, biggest storylines in the uh, Big Sky Conference for 2022 is the Montana State basketball programs simultaneously winning the Big Sky Tournament in Boise and each going to the NCAA Tournament. Uh, it's it's few and far between where you can find where one school sent both their men's and women's teams to the big dance. Mm-hmm. Throughout the Big Sky's rich history, it's usually only Montana that's ever had the opportunity to send both True. their men's and women's teams. The Bobcat women have been very good the last handful of years. They've risen to become the premier program in the big sky, I would say. Mm-hmm. But Montana State's men's basketball team has always been an afterthought. They've been stuck in fourth place for 25 years. They, they, <laughs> they let, Brad Hughes literally finished fourth or fifth for 10 years straight and then got let go. And then Brian Fish came in there and finished fifth four years straight and gets let go. But then Danny Sprinkle comes in and he takes his alma mater all the way to the top. And the Cats go to the big dance in men's hoops for the first time since 1996 which then, that in itself is a huge storyline. You pair it with the women's run in Boise, both of them going dancing. Uh, just another sort of notch in what was a uh, an astounding and unbelievably successful year for Montana State Athletics this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's a testament to to programs improving. Um, going back to the, you know, the last hour segment of academics catching up with athletics and, and finding really good balance between. And Montana State's just done a glorious job of all pro, of, of, of promoting, but then also fulfilling their programs, uh, regardless of the sport. Uh, tip my hats off to Bozeman, which you will never probably hear me say in the next 20 years again. But I just, I, I respect what they're doing over there, and their programs reflect the amount of um, energy, focus, and, and, and want and desire to get better. Number two on that same note, and we're just gonna go. I, I'm just gonna go two and one because it's the same talking point. My number two story in the Big Sky Conference: Montana State advancing to the FCS national championship game for the first time in 37 years, and in football. And then number one is just the the year of the Bobcats, man. I, it's it's crazy to me. I mean, I, I'm an objective observer. I, I have a lot of love for both the state schools here in Montana. Mm. For us. From a journalism standpoint, a reporting standpoint, a radio show standpoint, a content production standpoint, and a personal community standpoint, it is to uh, and a business standpoint, all of it is to our greatest advantage to have both schools be as good as possible in every realm of higher education, academically, athletically, across the board. Agreed. When people ask me what I root for, I root for Montana and Montana State to be the two premier public institutions in the region. That's what I root for. I want them to be the premier academic institutions, I want them to be as best as they can be for what they have to offer. That's what I root for. All that said, objectively, last academic 
year 2021 into 2022, then into the extension of this fall, has been like nothing I have seen for the Montana schools in my 16 years covering the Big Sky Conference. And I covered Montana during their heyday in the mid-2000s when they had it absolutely rolling and they were the ones sending both teams to the NCAA tournament and they were the ones playing for the national championship. Even then, though, and there was, I remember I wrote a profile on former Montana Athletic Director Jim O'Day. I think this was in like 2006 or 2007. It was when the Grizz had beaten Nevada in the NCAA tournament in men's hoops. I remember that. And the Lady Grizz had also gone to the tournament. Yes. And the football team had recently been to the national championship game as well. And there was something like Montana was the only school that had its men's and women's basketball teams and its football team all playing for championships and also had a men's basketball win in the NCAA tournament. They were the only school in the nation that had that. So that was a peak for Montana, but that was 16 years ago, 15 or 16 years ago. The thing that sets Montana State's last 12 to 18 months apart, it's not only that they had a, a, a banner year in football in, 20, uh, in 2021 going to the national championship game, but then they followed it up by winning their first conference title in 10 years this fall. And it's not only the football accomplishments and the basketball, the dual Big Sky title accomplishments, but it's the fact that they won the Big Sky Conference in men's tennis. They they competed for the Big Sky Conference in golf. They have a top 25 in the nation men's cross-country team. They sent five athletes to the United States track and field championship trials. I mean, you're talking like one step away from the Olympics. So it's not even – Montana had it rolling in the revenue sports, and that's a great accomplishment. I've never seen a school – be able to have so much success even in the non-revenue sports. And the non-revenue sports are hard to have success in in the Title IX era when you're in a mid-major conference because you just don't have the resources to be able to invest across the board. Yet MSU was dynamite in everything. And it's it's crazy to really put into words, but it, the year of the Bobcat was a very real thing over this last year, year and a half. Ladies and gentlemen, culture just waxed poetically over something I said in much more <laughs> layman terms. And if we rewinded it, you gave credence to exactly what I said. The amount of energy, resource, and thought that was put into these programs trickled across the board. That's right. And it's only reflected in their academic and their social cultural standing in the state. And again, I can't believe I'm doing this. It's like deja vu. Again, I tip my hat to the city, county, and the school system of Bozeman for doing that. Like, that's what happens when you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And in this situation, it's providing the right environment for your student body, your athletes, and the athletics uh, within. And it's just, a, it's a great thing to be a part of as far as the state, not necessarily being part of that system, but to be able to boast that as a state is is a beautiful and wonderful thing. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I wanted to make all the top 10 storylines positive ones, too. There was a lot of memorable things that happened in the Big Sky that maybe didn't have a positive or accomplished-based uh, connotation to it. So I uh, just, just kept it with the, the positives and the championships and the champions and all that sort of stuff. You can find the first half of the countdown from last week's ESPN Roundtable on the Nuanas Now podcast. And you can hear this week's uh, countdown and uh, on the uh, ESPN Radio airwaves tomorrow uh, during the noon hour uh, if you'd like to listen one more time, we got to say thank you to Paradise Falls for the continued support of us here uh, at Nuanas Now. Paradise Falls has dozens of big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They got happy hours in the morning, happy hours in the evening, happy hours all the time. 
They also have food and drink specials going most days of the week. And uh, if you want to find a game, they'll have it on for you. We were looking for the Grizz game all over town last night. Boom, I knew they'd have it on at Paradise. Called down there. Sure, got it on for you. Boom, we go watch the Grizz Gonzaga. So if you need a place to watch your favorite team, go head on down to Paradise Falls, the proud sponsor of the ESPN Roundtable, Paradise Falls. Missoula is coolest hotspot. More on recruiting, the transfer portal, the state of college football, and some NFL to wrap up 2022. That's next. Keep it right here. The one is now ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. Is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Remember when Nate Dogg's son played for Montana State for a minute? <laughs> I almost always almost forget that. But he did. Nigel Hill. I have no idea what he's doing now. <laughs> Didn't last long. He's a good high school player. St. John Bosco Prep. What is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Sorry, I uh, forgot what we were doing. Here we are. It's the last day of the year. I got senioritis. I'm ready to graduate. If you have senioritis, what do I have? Like, I just got the itis. That's what happens when you eat too many ribs. You get the itis. <laughs> Is that like the, what do they call it? The what, what do you get when you eat too much pork and drink too much beer? Gout. Uh, I was going to say that's usually called diabetes and high blood pressure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope I don't ever get the gout. Don't get the gout. <laughs> don't get it. No, get the itis. Uh, Pass out, wake up, and do it again. But don't get the gout. We got about 25 minutes and 50 seconds left in this calendar year here, and I'm very much excited to be spending it with you. It is Nuana's Now here on your radio dial, on your TV set, and on the ESPN MT app. If you want to be a part of the show, call us or text us, 406-888-1029. Let us know what you got. What are you thinking? What are your questions, comments, concerns? Uh, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> talk what about? I'm going to eat for dinner. What are you going to eat for dinner? I don't know, man. Mm, okay. I don't know. Like, I I don't know. And it's, it's I'm, whatever I'm going to do, whether I cook it or pick it up, it has to be done en route to home. Because mm. once I'm home tonight, I ain't going back out. All right. But I'm just, it's cold, brother. It is cold, for sure. It's cold. Well, that's what I was thinking. I need to get somewhere I can get some leftovers so I don't have to go anywhere tomorrow. First day off. Truth. Don't want to be having the DoorDash guy peeling out in the driveway. <laughs> Dude, some of those cats are funny, man. Oh, for sure. I'm like, I'm not sure I want you touching my food. <laughs> for real. Uh, you were burning earlier today when we were texting about uh, Neon Dion going to Colorado. I have talked about this a lot, so I'm just going to leave the floor open. What do you think? Leave him alone. I mean, part of it is Dion's got a. He's got a personality, right? And sure. people are, are always going to attack a personality. And and Dion is as flamboyant as a coach as he was a player. But I just think if someone that looks like Bob Stoops says the same things Dion does, it doesn't attract the attention it does. If someone that looks like Tom Izzo makes the same uh, 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 comments, it doesn't attract the attention it does. 
he just laid it out and told it like it was, and people don't like the truth. Like it's it's like you can pee on someone's shoes and tell them it's raining, and they're fine with it. But if you tell them it's anything else, they're they're angry at you. And I just don't understand why he receives the flack that he does. Aside from being Dion, which comes with some flack attention. But he's just laying it out, man. And people don't like the truth. So he, Dion, from everything that I've been able to glean from all of his media appearances and strategies and all this sort of stuff, he's basically saying... I'm coming. I, he, 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 I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. But, but he, he, he's saying, though, hey, I fully understand the state of affairs in modern-day college football. We want to cater to student-athletes that want to make a bunch of money on their name, image, and likeness. We want to cater to guys that want to be stars. But he said openly, he said, we will come here and we will make you a star. That's why I think it has a chance to change the face of college football. Because right now we got this crazy juxtaposition where you got the kid trying to monetize himself, his name, image, and likeness. He's also trying to exploit the brand name in which he plays for, whether it's Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, or Florida, or whoever. But that brand name has been exploiting athletes since day one. Forever. Yeah. And then you also have this old school collection of of leaders Mm -hmm. that all hate this and get off my lawn and why are we going to do all this, blah, blah, blah. I think the reason what Dion's strategy is, if he can get it enacted and into full-fledged momentum, could change the face, is they are going to, at the same time, empower the individual, but also have cohesiveness to the way that they do it. They're going to bring guys in and say, hey, it's not you and your Twitter account and your TikTok and your Instagram that you're going to make yourself famous while wearing our jersey. We're going to do it all for you. But mm-hmm. then we're going to do it all for you. So you just play. Shut up and play. Show up. That's right. Show up, shut up, and play. Boom, we got you. We're going to market it for you. If that works, it could eliminate this whole selfishness element that some of the uh, older voices in the room are, are arguing about. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the uh, the older voices in the room are fearful because this dips into their pockets. This cuts their purse strings. This makes the vault look a little bigger because there's a little less gold in it. And um, I say to the victor goes the spoils. Like, create the usurp. Um, Give these kids back a little bit of what they deserve. And if kids are able to slice into that pie, so be it. The billions of dollars that these institutions have made off the backs of these young uh, men and women over the course of time is ridiculous. Like, I like what Dion's doing. Go on with yourself. Bring it it to Colorado and let it trickle down throughout. Be interesting to see how uh, it all plays out. Yes, sir. Um, what do you think of this whole deal? Just the way the college football has transformed, and the, the transfer portal, and NIL, and all that stuff. It's a business, and I, 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 what I don't like about it is it, it dehumanizes the athlete to a certain point. Um, like, really, just makes it about commodities that are bodies at this at, at at some juncture. But the one thing I do like about it is. The business has been exposed for a business. Like, that's exactly what it is. Like, these kids aren't cared about. They're cared for as far as, like, what they can do to an institution, but they're not cared about. They're 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 cogs on a wheel. So for the business aspect to be exposed for what it is, I like the truth. Like, bring, bring, bring it. Like, that's exactly what you want uh, and, and deal with it. And that's kind of what, you know, going back to Dion and making a full circle moment, 
Dion said everything else every other coach has already said or has not said over the course of time. And now there's just a monetary uh, attachment to it in addition to the game of football. Um, so br- he's coming. <laughs> he's coming. I, yeah, I, you know, I did a, a full deal on the transfer portal yesterday, too, and I just... Oh, I wish I would have listened. I think that there's... Just as everything in life, there's so much nuance to the conversation, and so often we don't uh, we don't acknowledge any of the nuance. We just scream and yell about the polarizing one side or the other. Absolutely. I, I think that a lot of times the the story that people are served doesn't necessarily tell the full story about the transfer portal. There's a million different reasons why kids might transfer. Tons. I, I just think that. I think that in broad premise, what people think of the transfer portal should be completely neutral. The reasons that there's so much connotation on one side or the other is because of this unique circumstance in which we have all this extra eligibility because of the the COVID years, mm-hmm. and we like roster management right now in college football is quite frankly like Bobby Houck said today, it's a circus mm-hmm. because you have you have this situation that we've never ever ever had before. Fifth, sixth, seventh year Se- seniors. I mean, the Grizz had a 25-year-old seventh-year senior quarterback this year in Lucas Johnson. And yeah. then they also have guys that are on their third or even fourth iteration of their freshman year because they were true freshmen and the redshirt freshmen and then COVID year freshmen. And then all of a sudden they get to play their redshirt freshman season when they've been in college for three or four yeah, years. Yeah, I know. I mean, the Grizz had 60-plus freshmen or redshirt freshmen on their roster and also a whole bunch of guys that are that were – Seniors in high school, when guys on their team were like in fourth grade, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's, it's ridi- crazy. It is crazy, and it's it's forever changed the scape of the scape and scope of the game. Um, you have records that are being broken because dudes have been in school for seven years. If I went back and had another four years in high school, I would shatter every record there. Oh, man, like you have a decade to dang near a decade to like do I mean, things like Isaiah Fonse. Rushed for 3,500 yards at Montana State and then got a bad knee injury that cost him this whole year. But then he came back and played in three games and broke Montana State's all-time leading deal, but then got a medical redshirt and now he's going to get to come back next year. So now this dude is going to be a four-and-a-half-year starter just crushing records. It's across the board, though. This is going to happen everywhere. Oh, man. Where's Al Bundy? You know how many touchdowns he could have scored in a game <laughs> if he would have had more eligibility? Uh, totally. And, and you know, I, I do think, though, the other part about the transfer portal that's so um, it's so hard for people to wrap their mind around is I think that there's this narrative being spun. Oh, you that, took the word out of my mouth. Narrative, go for it. That 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 it's all the players. The players are just saying, "I'm in the portal. I'm going to the portal." There's a couple of things you gotta understand, folks. First of all, I would say a good fifty percent of guys that are in the portal are going to the portal because their coach told them they're not they're going to get out recruited. Totally. Either either they're getting their scholarship cut or They've been informed that they're going to have a whole bunch of guys come in at their position that are going to be ahead of them. Or those players know certain coaches leaving, getting fired, or stepping that's right. down. That's right. That's right. And then, you know, so the guys that are choosing are choosing for a variety of reasons, not just selfishness, not just playing time. Maybe they want to go play for a winner. Maybe they want to go have a different opportunity. Maybe their position coach left. Maybe their head coach left. Academic interests have changed. All sorts of different things. But then there's also the kids that are basically being thrown into the portal as well. But then I think the most undertold part of the narrative is that if you're a college coach right now, you can sit here and you can say, okay, I can sign these high school kids like Montana, Montana State did today. Mm-hmm. I'm projecting these guys could be maybe good someday, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
If, if they stick to it, they buy into the program, they develop right, they don't get hurt, all these different factors. They could maybe someday be good. Or you can go get this dude over here who started at Colorado State last year, and you know he's good. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Bobby Houck has been one of the most adamant people about saying he hates all the new rules. He hates the state of affairs in college football. He calls it a circus. He he talks he talks down to it every time he's, he's at a press conference. Montana had 10 transfer starters last year. Half of their starting lineup is from the transfer portal. He always says, we got to go get the right guys. Got to get guys who want to be in Missoula, guys who want to be Grizz. But they're also utilizing the portal more than anybody in the Big Sky Conference. So there's two sides to every coin. Oh, I love what you said. There's the story of the transfer portal. Then there's the individual narratives. And I think that's what people need to pay attention to are the individual narratives. Right. Um, When you play for Alabama and there's 92 guys on the team and you're a defensive tackle and there's seven defensive tackles and you're all freshmen to junior and you know you're not going to play, guess what? All of a sudden, Alabama State looks great because... There's 62 guys, and I'm going to play 90% of the snaps. Right. And it's not, it's, 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 and that's just one of the narratives, right? I mean, some of these guys leave small towns to go to big cities. They can't hang. They need to be next to grandma. For sure. And, 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 and mama and, and hang out, or they're from the Delta and they go, they come to the Rocky Mountains and they're like, what's this snow up here, y'all? I got to go. For sure. And then, you know, whatever the, all the things are, or all the things that are not. So, Yes, I, I love your dichotomous, going back to polarizing trains of For thought, sure. uh, Coulter. There's the story of the portal, but each story within has its individual narrative. Don't clump them together. Rod James Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. My man. On Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, wrapping up the year of 2022 with the conversation that everybody's having, all about the, uh, the NCAA transfer portal. The last thing I'd say is this. Yes. Well, first, first of all, once upon a time... Jalen Hurts lost his job at Alabama and then transferred to Oklahoma. Now Jalen Hurts is going to be the MVP of the NFL. Uh, yeah. Once upon a time, Joe Burrow couldn't win the starting job at Ohio State and then transferred to LSU, won the Heisman, and now is one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Randy Moss. So a lot of, Exactly. A lot of times, new scenery, fresh scenery is, is a way to find a fresh start and uh, really spark yourself. The last thing I'll say on this, though, and I said this yesterday, but I'll reemphasize it, is that... From an institutional perspective and a program perspective, Mm -hmm. if you are providing a healthy, nurturing environment that prioritizes education and student-athlete experience, and you have a healthy culture on your football team where everybody's getting a fair shake and you're competitive on the field, the amount of guys you're going to be losing the transfer portal is very negligible. Agreed. So you just got to keep it healthy. Yeah, keep it clean like a washing machine. It's that simple. Or is it? <laughs> or is or it? Or is it? As the world turns uh, throughout the college football world, it makes my head hurt sometimes, but I do think that there's a hope on the horizon. When the extended eligibility, the one-year transfer rule, or the one-time transfer rule, all that stuff, when that gets settled in and it's not so new and fresh, and there's also some of these other uh, nuances to the rules that change, I think we're going to settle down a little bit, but we'll see. Uh, Nuanas now, a couple more thoughts. Probably some NFL talk as well coming down the pipe. To wrap up 2022, we'll see you on the other side. Keep it right here. Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. 
Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Everyone is now on ESPN Radio. Were you loving this when this came out? What would you think when Two One Three came out? You weren't into it, no, not. It's it's place and time for me because it was like, you know, I mean, whatever you think is really cool when you're 20 will always remain cool in your mind because you think you're so cool when you're 20. You know what I mean? I do, I do, but I'm knocking on 50, so I'm holding on. Like the 20s are starting to like, you know, become gray matter. No pun intended to the current state of the color of my hair. Um, I remember what happened in my 30s. (laughs) That's because the 20s were that good. (laughs) New Honest Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Less than 10 minutes left of our 2022 calendar year put a bow on it put a bow on it uh if you missed anything in today's show fun show we talked uh, national signing day of course we talked a ton about recruiting the transfer portal the state of college football we talked about grizz and bobcat men's hoops and their big time non-conference games uh, over the weekend talked about the in-state recruiting battle i guess not over the weekend last night we talked about the in-state recruiting battle we finished up our top 10 big sky conference storylines from the year and had a whole bunch of fun you can find it all on the nuanas now podcast probably presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. What uh, what have been your favorite sports stories of of this last year? Sentinel Spartans football. I think that the sort of the one of my favorite how, stories. How do, you, how do you say? I'm not saying that the run is done, but we have the full story now, right? Mm-hmm. Building the program, knocking on the door, getting in the playoffs. Then punching through the first state championship by a Missoula squad in 20 years, the first state championship by Sentinel in 50, mm-hmm. and then the quest to repeat, the accomplishment of repeating, and then the quest to three-peat and coming up short. But then all of that, what that meant, and those guys that were seniors on this year's team sort of redefining them, the, 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 the team for themselves rather than sort of living in the shadow of the, of the past. It's fascinating. I, I think it was it was one of the great high school stories I've had the pleasure of covering. It was really, uh, I agree with you, and what I love about it is it's like watching a chrysalis be formed. Yeah. Like you're, you're watching everything from its fledgling to, to, to the end, end of, the, of the stanza, so to say. And to watch that uh, and be part of it was, was, to be in it and to be of it was, was, was a miracle in and of itself. But even when I zoom out of it and I look back into it, um, that's how you build, and you build it from within, and you build it organically, and you take it day by day and piece by piece and play by play, coach by coach, player by player, mom and dad, grandma, the whole thing. And that was um, my favorite story of the last year is just that's what happens, and I'm saying this to the world right now, when people put down their egos, check their pride, and do what's best for the greater good of everyone. And Sentinel did a really good job of that. I, I'm going to reiterate that. It's what happens when you check your ego, put away your pride, and do what's right for the better of everyone. You win in life. And if we, if the world could take a page out of Sentinel's book, we'd live in a much more calm, peaceful, and tranquil place. Yeah, for sure. I, it was a great story to follow. Uh, I thought there was a lot of great stories. 
across high school football, across high school sports uh, this last year. A lot of good Big Sky Conference stories as mm-hmm. well. And uh, Florence, football. Florence is a great story. Great story. One of my favorites. Even though uh, Coach at Loyola got some blood between us, yeah, yeah. I, I, I respect what the what little towns like that do on, uh, on a big stage. Last year, the Class A state basketball tournament here. Oh, yeah. Dougie Peoples from Butte Central basically calling game and hitting a, a 25-foot Step back three pointer bomb <laughs> to, to beat Lewistown in, for the title. Like, yeah, I mean, there's I, been a lot of great state championship moments in Montana high school hoops, but I, I don't. I, I'm not gonna say it's the best ever, but you have a hard time ever topping that. I mean, for the kid to straight up hit a step back three with a hand in his face at the buzzer for the state championship. Out of you need one of those. Eh, eh, we need <laughs> one of those horns in here. I'm buying one for Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was really good. I thought uh, some of the. I think we're also seeing uh, great diversification of the athletes in this state as well. And I think that's most well reflected in track and field. So often uh, track was just a sort of a a secondary sport or like a formality or you just doing it because your football coach made you. Yeah. But but you're seeing, especially on the girls' side, young ladies really, really embrace the training, the individuality. I mean, nobody can get in your way at track and field. It's it's you. How much it's work you're going to put in? Yep. Can you perform? Got to love that. You got to love it. And, and then we see, you know, from Ashley McElmurray at Nebraska to Lauren Hagan at uh, uh, Washington to... Slade's little sister. What know, a I mean, great kid. There's all sorts of great, uh, especially female, Elise Stearns in Northern Arizona, all sorts of... Odessa Zentz in Northern Arizona. There's all sorts of great young ladies that have uh, gone to the highest level of collegiate sports absolutely uh, in track and field and I think that's been cool to watch as well yeah just the I, I love that just the the maturation of the sport and the young ladies within is on full display and it's awesome that's like you 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 just like that fountain man every time I throw a penny <laughs> in it's like this new stream of information comes out <laughs> I love it well speaking of uh, information that's pertinent to our listeners on the national level, Two days short of the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. So sad. Franco Harris. So sad away. today. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that I think that uh, if you were to have like a top 100 most iconic highlights in the history of the NFL, that's one of them. I think it's probably number one, man. I think the Immaculate Reception is if one of, if not the number one most iconic play in NFL history. At least the there's, one that's resonated the most. Okay, there's two others that I I, I come to mind. The catch, Dwight Clark, the Dwight, catch, yep. the back of the end zone, yep. climbing the ladder, and then uh, what is the DB's name? Um, the, the the interception return of Raiders. You just see him, and he's going down the sideline, and the back in the end zone, and the frozen tundra, and <laughs> yeah, all yeah, the yeah, things. Yeah. And totally. that's just that image burns in my head as well. Yeah, those are both good ones. But Franco Harris, uh, dead, dead at the age of seventy-two, uh, yeah. no cause of death. Given, but uh, certainly a uh, a titan in his day. I mean, mm. you talk about moments that could have changed everything, right? Like the tuck rule when when Tom Brady got the tuck rule called when Charles Woodson sacks him from behind and the officials rule Patriots ball. The Patriots hit a walk off field goal. That moment, that one two second moment, changes, and maybe Tom Brady doesn't go win seven Super Bowl rings. Maybe the Patriots never happen. Maybe John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders go win. The Super Bowl, and then they are the dynasty of the AFC. One little second. But that's why the Immaculate Reception, I think, is so iconic because not only was it one of the most nonsensical plays and one of the most just completely bang, haphazard bang moments. plays. Totally. But that started the steel curtain. 
The Steelers then won, won their first championship that year, and then they ended up winning four in the 70s. They became the premier franchise of the NFL, and that was one of the things that sparked the rise of the NFL was that moment. Yeah, the uh, it's it's crazy how those little things change change it all. There used to be this thing on the NFL channel called the NFL. Yeah. And that was one of them. Yeah, yeah, is if the, if that doesn't happen, Tom Brady doesn't become the man he is today. Fascinating. Absolutely. We will be back after the uh, new year, but we'll have a lot of coverage for you from a Big Sky Conference perspective. SkylandSportsMT.com. We are fully aware that Big Sky Conference basketball starts next week, so we are excited uh, for that, to dive into that. So you can always check out all of our multimedia coverage, SkylandSportsMT.com. And then we will be back at it mm-hmm. here at Nuanas Now on January 3rd. I have that wedding uh, up in Whitefish that's going to keep me out until... Uh, the 2nd, January 2nd. So we'll have our standard Monday show on Tuesday the 3rd. So that'll be a Montana football slash basketball hour, recapping all the stuff that happened uh, over the weekend and the opening of Big Sky Conference play, plus a little national championship game preview as well. And then we'll also have our first Monday afternoon quarterback for the year with Coach Marty Mornenweg. Uh, and if you have me, you got me back solid on Fridays, brother. Let's go. Hell yeah. We'll definitely have you back. Dude, football is over. Let's go. Yeah, I love it. Oh, ending my week with you talking about absolutely nothing. It's great. And not getting paid for it. Let's go. (laughs) Could could have been better. We only got about a minute left here to wind down the year. Uh, Anything particular you're asking Santa Claus for for Christmas? Calmer minds, Mm. brighter souls, Mm. and more love in the world, man. I just, there's there's not enough of it. We we spend a lot of times paying attention to things that don't hold value or Mm. worth, Mm -hmm. like objects. Uh Um, What holds worth are the people we talk to and listen to. And when you hear them, life is better. So that's what I want, man. I, I was thinking of that. We, we have a uh, PSA running for the Special Olympics, and they're garnering. They're they're they need coaches. And they need coaches and helpers of all. Really bad. But the, the sort of the hook of the line is that uh, just how much joy it's going to bring in. I was thinking about how a lot of the athletes in the Special Olympics they're not caught up in so much of the stuff that we all get all twisted up in in our minds. They're just they're just free and happy and peaceful. We're out of time. We can wax poetically forever, but we can't. We'll see you on January 3rd. Have a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful New Year's, and be good. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. See you. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know, if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, It's all we practice. Uh, You're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 montanaadvocates.com.